welcome to the Lead Defend Podcast, a show designed to help you grow in faith and leadership as you navigate the stages of young adulthood. We address important faith topics and provide practical life tips, helping you build up your faith as you engage a changing culture. Now, here are your hosts. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Lead Defend podcast. I'm here with the Ryan Scantling. You're back again, ready for it. I know. My name is Brock Caldwell, and we're excited for you to be listening in. And today, we have a special guest with us. Will Lamley is in the studio. Uh, We are excited to, to hear a little bit about his story. So, Will, Ryan brought you up from Fayetteville today. So tell us a little bit about yourself. What are you doing in Fayetteville? Yes, uh, as you said, my name is Will Lambley, and I'm a sophomore student at uh, the University of Arkansas, and I know Ryan from the BCM as I go to the BCM every Monday, and I'm very very involved there and actually live in one of the BCM houses as well. So you live in one of the BCM houses. Is that like Ryan's house? Is uh, Ryan- <laughs> No, I, I do not live in Ryan's house, okay. but I live in one. There's three houses right, right next to the BCM. Because right. you got your own house now. You're living Bro, large. Yes, living large. Nice, he, yeah. I heard you have a pool. We did. We put a pool in the backyard this summer. Uh, and Lamley talks a big game. Like, bro, I'm gonna come swim no, all I, the time. No. Lamley hadn't been in the pool. Once, yeah. So, well, no. what, Lamley, I, mean, I swim I, all yeah. the time. I haven't even been invited to the pool. That's so, true. That's true. I, I, I just want to make there. sure Ryan's confidence is good. Okay, <laughs> okay. So, you live in the BCM house. For those of you who are listening, I'd say 90% of our listeners know BCM Baptist Collegiate Ministry, yes, yep. where Ryan is the the collegiate minister there. And uh, will you know? We brought you in because you have a, a story in, in your past of kind of how the Lord has worked through your life and maybe some could say some surprising ways. Yeah. And so uh, why don't you just begin to tell us about that so our listeners can kind of hear how the Lord's been working in your life through this story. Yes. So I grew up my whole life in Owasso, Oklahoma, just outside of Tulsa. And the mo- always a Razorback fan. Yeah, always, always a Razorback, Razorback fan. That's like, important to clarify. He's even, got, even for those of Oklahoma, you listening on the audio podcast, he has a Razorback polo on right now. Yes, so he, right, yeah. he's legit. He's I'm, not yeah, just I'm talking go- up a big I'm game. I'm going to practice after this. I help with the football <laughs> team. So. Oh, really? But, uh, so I've grown up in Owasso my whole life, and there's been nothing more that, that I've loved to do than uh, just hang out with my buddies and play sports, whether it's okay. competitive baseball, which I always played growing up, football, basketball, whatever it was, just – uh, always had a great time competing and this was really probably the main thing that I put all my focus on growing up and I had a relationship with Christ I accepted Jesus into my life when I was in second grade and um, like I knew who Jesus was I knew the stories and everything but I was never really like running towards Jesus and uh, it wasn't until uh, my sophomore year where I was actually able to drive for four months, which it might be a blessing. I can't drive anymore because I got four wrecks in four months. Oh, oh God. God. Wow. I know that yeah, that's a story for another now, day. No, but wait, wait, wait. Are we talking like fender benders? No, or like you no. Had I ran into a uh, a parked car, a uh, okay. a mailbox that was brick, and just uh, my garage. And there might have been one more, but. Whenever, okay. whenever there's that many, you really don't remember everything. But your no, family, you your family still has that car, right? Oh so the yeah, car yeah. survived. The, car, the car's doing good. good. Okay, yeah. just um, car, uh, car's my good. relationship with my dad wasn't the best at the moment Gosh. for the week, but uh, <laughs> but yeah. So I was able to drive going into my sophomore year, and I was actually um, playing football, looking forward to a uh, 
looking forward to baseball season, which is coming up right after football season. And um, so you're like, oh, we're not going deep in the playoffs. Football's essentially over. Oh no, no, no. We, oh, okay, we, you we, weren't we, at that stage. We were yet. in the state semifinals. That's how I played football. Yeah. It's like we're not going to win very much. No. So this will end, and we can look forward to what's next. No, yeah, yeah. My school in high school, the expectation was always to win like the state championship, hmm. and it was in our uh, semifinal uh, game. Um, I played a lot on special teams, and I rotated in a little bit at uh, receiver and a little bit on defense. And it was in that game where I looked up at the scoreboard, and I started to realize I couldn't, I couldn't see the scoreboard that well, and it, it was blurry. But I could still make out my teammates and, like, the letters and colors on their jersey pretty well. So wow. I thought, you know, nothing big's going off my side. I'll just go to the doctor the next day. And everything will be uh, everything will be good. And uh, boy, was I wrong. <laughs> but um, so me and my dad went to a uh, just a local eye doctor the next day, and um, this started a long process where I went from doctor to doctor, probably about six doctors in the Oklahoma area over three months, and they had no idea what was going on. And this mm. was from December of 2018 to about February, March of. 2019 and this and is all your sophomore year yes in high this school. is my sophomore year yeah. of high school and as i was going from doctor to doctor where my sight just slowly started decreasing where i could um make out people if they got really up close to me um like a blur of someone but i uh, could not tell who it was unless they started speaking um or had a re really distinct voice um School got a lot harder, as you could imagine. Mm. Um, I could no longer see my work and do work like everyone else could. And with that came a lot of uh, discouragement where, uh, you know, some days I ask, why, why should I even go to school? But uh, throughout this time, this is really probably the time that I grew the closest with God than I ever have in my life because uh, God put some really great people in my life um, mm. that w were there to help me and show me, as it says in Proverbs, um, 1717 17, which says a friend loves all times and a brother is born for times of adversity that um, no matter what we're facing that like God always has a plan for us and um, I as I uh, finished up going from doctor to doctor in Oklahoma for a three-month process a family friend came up to us and said you guys still don't know what's going on with uh, Will's sight so you just need to go to the best doctor and figure out what truly is going on so and um, about two months later in May of 2019, I ended up going all the way to John Hopkins, which wow. is in Bethesda, Maryland. Mm -hmm. And uh, going into this appointment, unlike every other appointment where I was just left with more and more discouragement, uh, just knowing nothing was changing with my sight, and every doctor was pretty much saying something different, which was nothing against the doctors. Just what was going on with my sight was so rare that, it, that really they just didn't know. And uh, going into this appointment, unlike every other appointment where I was left with uh, disappointment. I just felt a certain peace going into this appointment hmm. through all the prayers and through a, um, there's a verse in Ephesians 2 verse 10 which says um, we are God's workmanship made for great works long before we we're created and this verse really encouraged me that well you might have this situation that might not seem fair all the times but even though you have this like God still ha has you right where he wants you and has a great great plan for your life as God really showed me through all the people he put in my life at just the right time. Hmm. And um, in, in this appointment, I was diagnosed with a really rare eye condition called Leber's Hereditary Optic Neuropathy, where all my central sight is gone, and I have a little bit of peripheral sight. So if someone got really up close to me, I'd be able to see their blur, but I probably wouldn't be able to tell who it was unless, unless I heard their voice or... Um, it's a voice I recognize. Hmm. And uh, when, I, when I got this news, I, I don't, I, it was just a God thing. I just started smiling. 
knowing that uh, <laughs> that as one of my uh, one, one one of my favorite uh, motivational speakers, uh, Jimmy Valvano once said in the 1993 ESPYs when he ha- had terminal cancer and the dude was about to die. He was about to die. He had every reason to complain to not be speaking. He said, in every walk of life, ordinary people do extraordinary things. And I, I just started smiling knowing that, like, this situation, like, re- really can't take my joy. Because whenever we have a relationship with God, like, man, th- that just, that fires me up every day. And after I got at home from this eye appointment, um, I, knowing that my sight wasn't going to come back, um, but knowing that God still had a plan, um, I, uh, I just kept praying and praying that like just that just that I could just keep trusting in God and um, God continued to place people in my life as a few days after I got back from this eye appointment I got a coach from uh, a call from former Arkansas uh, football coach uh, coach Chad Morris wow. and he called me just to tell me that they had heard about my story and heard what was going on and that they were there for me and this really uplifted me and uh, man showed me that wow like uh, I, I never like imagined that uh, Someone I looked up to, uh, like the head football coach of my favorite team, would give me a call and see that he's actually caring for me. And a- after I got this call from Coach Morris, this really uh, sparked um, a real passion in my life, and that was just sh- sharing my story of how no matter what's going on in our life, like we can always have joy when we have a relationship with God. As uh, in August, uh, before the 2019 football season, Coach Morris had me come out and speak to the Arkansas football team, which. Uh, I didn't know I was speaking to the team. He kind of <laughs> just came up and was like, man, Will, do you want to come speak to the team? And I'm like, I mean, heck yeah. I mean, it's my favorite <laughs> football team. I mean, I didn't, I didn't really know what I was going to say, but I was just um, – everyone that knows me know, yeah. knows that I'm just a person that's just fired up pretty, for, for, for pretty much anything in my life. So I, I was just fired up. And, and Will's never short of words. Yes. Like, he'll find words to say. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I always find something to say, and I, I love listening to, to motivational videos. So there's always something stirring up in the back of my brain. But and ever since I spoke to the Arkansas football team in August of 2019, I continued to play uh, high school football where uh, my uh, my team lined me up at nose guard because I could make out the blur of the ball and I would just dive and knock out the center, and it was, it really brought a lot of unity to our football team and it was it was a lot it was a lot of fun. Um, it really uh, I always tell people like one of the biggest ways I've saw Christ is through the sport of football hmm. because before every football practice. Um, our football team, our coach, Coach Brent Marley, would do something called uh, First Things First, where he would talk about what, re- re- what really matters. Like, football, like, it matters, but the thing that's special about football to me is how it can truly, like, unify people and re- really show the love of God. And, for example, like, one day we might use a word like unity and talk about how, like, um, how, like, you need unity in football, just, like, you need unity in life, and that kind of reminds me of like the body of Christ. Like we need to be unified to to help each other in our walk and keep each other accountable, and like to help others, like bring others closer to God. Mm-hmm. And it was it was just so cool just to see how like something as like small as football can uh, can help bring others to Christ, and it really helped my life as I uh, was was battling my loss with uh, with with sight, just knowing that man, no matter what what's going on or how hard school can be, um, and I had football and I had. Uh, 50 other brothers that were always there encouraging me and just b- building me up with uh, the love of God every day. And so for my last two years of high school, I continued to play uh, high school football. And that, that was just a blast every day being out there. And then at school, obviously, it was harder. Um, there was new technology that I learned. I work now with a computer, um, which, uh, all, which speaks to me. It's a program called JAWS, where I memorized all the keys. And this <laughs> was a very hard process at first and still can be aggravating. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, 
as uh, it took me about probably a little over a year to learn all the keys. And I'm still, I tell everyone, I'm still learning every day. Mm-hmm. And, um, and at the end of my senior year, I started working with a cane, knowing that I still wanted to go to the University of Arkansas, which is the school of my dreams. Uh, and um, I, I started working with this cane that helps me get around. And the biggest thing is it helps me with uh, materials that I didn't know were there, like maybe a, a step or a, um, maybe like a trash can just so I don't run into it. And, um, and just so I can figure out it's there and figure out a way to get around it, uh, knowing that it's there. And, um, and now after I graduated high school last year, um, where I've, uh, was able to learn, uh, many great lessons that have really helped me in my life and just more than anything helped me in my walk with Christ. Now, last year was my first year at the university of Arkansas where I was a freshman and it, it was really probably it, even more than hard for me. It was hard for my parents just uh, dropping me off at uh, at college was the first time of me being by myself since I'd uh, truly sure. lost my sight. I'm sure, and, yeah. uh, <clears throat> and really a verse that g- God was reminding me of uh, that a pa- pastor at um, a church that was connected with my high school, Rejoice Christian, uh, that he shared with me before I left and has really stuck with me ever since I got to Arkansas. It's in First Thessalonians, First Thessalonians chapter 5, which says, In all circumstance, like, give thanks. Mm-hmm. And this was really impactful because there's many times my freshman year, first time being by myself where I could get really discouraged knowing that maybe I always didn't have someone right there to help. But it really showed me that, like, that I got to be uh, comfortable being uncomfortable because that will help me like, grow, whether it's just in my normal life in, in the classroom or in school or, or, or just with my walk with Christ, just knowing that, like, uh, that I can't just do this life by my own. I got to get involved and be around people that are also going to build me up in my walk with Christ. Mm-hmm. And uh, my freshman year was definitely a, l- a lot of learning as I um, got connected with the BCM and I helped with the Razorback football team where I've been able to speak to them a few times. And I, I just love building relationships with those guys as I talked about my love for football and just how it unifies people and it can really be a great tool to bring people co- closer to Christ. And, um, and last year was really just a great learning experience for me. And now in my sophomore year, I'm still involved with the BCM, as I said, now live in the BCM, BCM Houses, which is right next to the Baptist Collegiate Ministry uh, building. <coughs> and um, I'm still involved with the football team where I just try every day when I'm out there, more than anything, that when the guys see me, they don't see someone that is legally blind, that they should just sit over there and feel bad for. But when they see me, they see someone that um, – that might have been throwing a curveball, but just like uh, just like hard times. I mean, we're going to face hard times in life, but we're also going to face hard times in football or whatever aspect we're in. But when they yeah. see me, they just think that, man, what's stopping me from getting to where I, I, I should be or, what, what, or looking at me and saying, you know, he has a joy, and his joy isn't because he just his, loves his circumstance. No, it's because hmm. he has something greater, and that's a relationship with God. And so that's the biggest thing that I just want to encourage everyone that is around me in my life. Yeah, I think it's pretty incredible, the joy that, I mean, even just sitting here <laughs> hanging out with yeah. you, you can tell, like, you're, you're not a dude that gets, you know, weighed down yeah. very easily. Uh, there, there are definitely but I, times I get down. Yeah, if it's sporting and so event, that's what yeah. I, I want to even ask you about. So you, you mentioned freshman year was a little hard. I, I imagine sophomore year of high school, as you're figuring this out, there's probably at least some sort of grieving process or grieving period where – I mean, or, or maybe I should just ask, was there a time that, yep. that you were just kind of like, God, what are you doing? Yes, there was, I, there was many nights I remember um, where I would just come home and I would just pray that, like, 
that my situation would get better and say, man, if God really cares about me and loves me, my situation is going to just get better. And, um, and there, there was ma- many days I just woke up, woke up so discouraged. And a time I want to take you guys back to is one of my hardest doctor's appointment where we were still trying to figure out like if there was really something wrong with my sight or if there wasn't. And, um, it, it, we just got some really discouraging news hmm. and the doctors pretty much told us that my sight wasn't going to get better. Hmm. And I remember this whole car ride home, um, after a seven hour day at the doctor's appointment, just me, my mom, my dad, like you, there was almost no word said the whole way home. And when I got home, I, uh, called my best friend, Hunter Jennings, who's now at the Coast Guard Academy. And, um, I remember uh, when I was on the phone with him, like before I could even like be mad or sad or anything, I was just like filled up because that was just the kind of like joy and encouragement and just knowing that like this is the same guy that um, would be doing he he did everything and anything to help me whether it was read 20 pages of an assignment just so I was caught up on homework hmm. or stay at my house for three hours when he could have been doing his own own homework um, to help me like figure out what was going on in the classroom or just uh, just joke around with me to che- cheer me up or anything and everything it took he was doing for me. And I, I had no reason not to smile when I was on the phone with him, even after having just an absolute terrible day. So that was just a huge encouragement mm-hmm. to me. And he, him and so many other people, like my head football coach in high school, Coach Marley and my, my parents and uh, Coach Morris, who was the old coach of Arkansas, so mm-hmm. many people just – I gave me no reason not to just be joy and just be, or be joyful and uh, just know that, I mean, God, I mean, this, this might not be always seem fair at times, but man, God's got me. Yeah. And there's two things I think in that, that, that I really draw from number one. Wow. What the, what is the importance of community in our yeah. lives for, yeah. for when we go through difficult things? Cause you mentioned friends uh, that were there for you. You mentioned coaches that were there for you, but then also I imagine there's some support system from your local church, whether that's pastors or yes. friends, parents, yeah. man, we need to surround ourselves with people who can help us hmm. whenever, whenever life gets hard. Um, and, and sometimes that's, how God communicates his grace to us, that he's still with us in the midst of that is through others. But then there's another side of that is, is man, there's hurting people all around us. Yes. And, and how can we be that for others? Um, Will, another question that I thought of is, is oftentimes God reveals himself to us in suffering. You look through the Bible, and, and when people are going through difficult times, when they're suffering, often that's when God's teaching them, preparing them, getting them ready. What do you know about God now, or, or how have you experienced God that you don't, you wouldn't have necessarily experienced it in the same way had it not been for this struggle in your life? Yes, I, I always tell people. I actually told someone the other day at the BCM that if it wasn't for my relationship with God, I know for a fact that I would not be at the University of Arkansas hmm. because uh, of what what that uh, I've gone through and just knowing that like just by trusting in God, knowing that, I mean, that we are going to face suffering, but now I, I would say when I face suffering, there's still times I get discouraged, but through the suffering and the sudden loss of sight that I faced, um, it's really shown me that now when we face suffering, that to don't get down about that, but instead in that suffering, know that that is there for a reason. And what you're going through, what I always think of when I'm going through a hard time or hard day, don't get down, but instead use it to help someone else because there's going to be someone that, that you run across that's facing a hard time and your, 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 your former hard circumstance is there for a reason to help someone else that's eventually going to be going through a hard time. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, well, well, let me ask a couple questions. Um, you mentioned that time that that doctor had mentioned uh, that your site probably wasn't coming back. So now we're four years after that. I mean, about four years after you first experienced the loss of your site. And has there been a time where you quit praying for God to restore your healing? Or do you still pray for, or to restore your sight? Or do you still pray for that? I, I still pray for, like, the, to re- restore, restore my healing. But really, like, I feel like every day, like, like there, there's a verse in Philippians 4, verse 11, which says, I will, uh, I'll be content no matter the situation. That, like, when I, knowing just that it, with my relationship with God, that, I mean, it just brings me a certain joy that, like, some of the, because some of the most impactful people, people in my life are people that have battled cancer and been through the hardest situations, yeah. but they're the happiest people. Not because, oh, man, they just know life's just great. No, it's because they have the joy of the Lord inside of them. Hmm. At what point has being blind been difficult? Like, of course, it changes everything in your life, but yeah. has there been a moment where you, you say, I, I just realized that I couldn't do this anymore or I couldn't experience this in the same way that, man, it just, it just hurt? Yeah, I would I would say uh, the the first time I realized that this was a tough situation was a few weeks after it started occurring. We didn't know what was going on, and I remember all my buddies and everyone I knew was getting their driver's license, mm-hmm. and I knew baseball season, my favorite sport, was coming around the corner, and I was just sitting there with my mom saying, "It's gonna come back, right?" And we both just kind of drew a blank, and we were both like, we both just kind of broke down in the moment, mm-hmm. knowing that we, we didn't know. And, um, and now probably the hardest part of uh, having eyesight loss is uh, just um, I just want people to, like, not look at me as someone different because I, I know that as one of my uh, biggest mentors has told me that I, that I can still do everything I want to do, I sh- sometimes might have to find a different way to do it. Now that, that can be the hardest thing sometimes for yeah. people. I don't want people to look at me any differently. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're in a, a great encouragement to everybody around you. Brock, he hasn't said this. Will leads a small group, um, one of the largest small groups at BCM. It's, it's pretty incredible. Yeah, I, yeah I've and, loved it for sure. And so Will's investing in a lot of folks. Um, of course, it's always somebody that brings Will to church. He can't drive himself yeah. at this point. But, man, Will's always got a posse around with him, <laughs> folks that he's investing in yeah. that are investing in him, but he's probably investing a lot more in them. than. We were talking before we got on, on the air, because I'm like, I'm pretty sure I've met Will before. Yeah. It was, uh, I was at a BCM event, and it was the posse. That's what just made me, it yep. was the, the crew that came and volunteered um, at our winter retreat. Okay. I was catching up with those guys, yep. um, and uh, and you were you were hanging out with them, so that's what it was. Okay. Yeah, I, I tell you, invested. there's something I've learned a lot from Will, just about investing in folks, regardless of what else is going on? Yeah. Will, Will is so intentional in conversation, and uh, Will, Will, it's incredible to me. Um, what are some things that you're really hopeful about? D- despite losing your sight, all, yeah. all the circumstances have changed. These last four years, you've learned and adjusted yeah. more than most people ever have to in their life. What are the things that really just keep you going and keep you incredibly excited about what God's doing? I would say you guys talk, just talked about it, but one of the biggest things that keeps me going every day and just like lights my fire every morning would just be uh, just the people I interact with every day and the opportunities of people that I can meet to just I, I just sh- share my story. And it's not of anything I've done, but it's what God has done through me. And just to share that, man, God can do the same thing through, through you no matter what you're going through. And uh, just the opportunity to uh, speak to any group, any group that ever wants me to come out and speak, I, I love to share my story. Uh, just the opportunity that, you know, someone can come closer to God or someone that doesn't even know who God is can uh, – 
can can see that man when you trust in God man that's a decision that man just brings fire and just man is a decision that will change your life forever in a bigger way than you can ever imagine so that's just what brings me hope every day yeah one thing I noticed is is you seem to know a lot of scripture like since we've been sitting here you've at least quoted like six Uh, verses and what's funny is is, that's yeah go ahead what's funny is most that scripture uh, I memorize probably in the first two months of when I started losing my sight. That was my question: was did the the scripture memory did it come before you were going through this, or is that something that you kind of leaned into through the midst of struggle? Yes, it was definitely something I leaned into in the midst of struggle, and um, yeah, it was it was definitely it's it's weird. I most of those scriptures just came through like different videos I watch or um, different things, uh, whether it was a coach, teacher, or um, my youth pastor that they share with me and it, it was really, it seemed like it was super easy to memorize uh, these scriptures because um, when you're going through a hard time, it was so easy to apply all these mm. scriptures and be like, man, th- this might suck, but you know, this is what God says. Yeah. And like, and it was just so easy in, in those times. And even today uh, to, to apply th- those scriptures, man. So cool. Well, Will, I appreciate you sharing your story with us and letting us kind of get to know you. What an encouragement for us. Whatever it is that we're going through, that, yep. that God's with us, that we can lean into community, that we can lean into God, and that we can lean into his word. Thanks again for being here, Will. Hey, one last question, Will. Um, your social media is some of the most encouraging social media I follow. Uh, you don't post a lot, but when you post, man, it, it's just really encouraging stuff. And so how could a person follow you on social media if they wanted to? Yes, yeah, so you can follow me. The main page that I post on is uh, my Instagram, which is will.lambley, uh, L-A-M-B-L-E-Y, 20, because that was my number in football. And um, and then Twitter, I don't, I'm don't, i not on there a ton. And then I'm on TikTok a little bit. I think my account is you just will You got some Lambley. TikTok dances? Uh, no, I do not do that. Oh, come I was, on, No, will. no, no. I, I wouldn't do that unless it was for a good cause, I guess. Oh, I bet. I, bet <laughs> I could find you a good Ryan, cause. Ryan's got some good causes. Uh, yeah, I've got a yeah. list of good causes <laughs> now. If, if we're, we hit we're 300 people at BCM, <laughs> yeah. the Will Lambley. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll do a, a, anything dance. for a good cause. Okay. All right. Well, we, we got you on the yeah. list. Hey, Will, thank you so yeah, much. Appreciate yeah. you. This is going to be encouragement to those folks. Hey, share this with folks that you think it would be an encouragement to. And until next time, this has been Lead Defend. See ya. See ya. That's it for this episode of Lead Defend. To hear more episodes from the Lead Defend crew, visit absc.org slash podcasts. If you liked what you heard, rate and review us on your favorite podcast listening site. Want to learn more information about the next Lead Defend conference? Visit leaddefend.org.